0: to the good old boy podcast where we are champions of the common man i'm your host buster caballero thanks for tuning in we sit down with certified good old boys and discuss how they're doing life how they're getting by their tips their tricks and getting down to the how to live life right by good old boy standards so sit back relax fix your cocktail and let's get to the show All right, everybody, welcome to episode 16. Now, this episode is going to be a little different because I actually had to do an interview with this one online, uh, and I had the very great opportunity to talk to two really cool guys, good old boys. Just, man, when you hear about what they're accomplishing and what they're doing. (laughs) It's going to make you want to get out there and do something a little yourself. Uh, Today, we're going to talk to Mr. Weston Jenkins. He's the founder of Disabled Outdoorsmen. His organization is geared toward taking those with disabilities out hunting and getting them out into nature and away from everything. And it's really, really great what they're doing. In fact, as this episode airs, if you go to their Instagram, you will see that they have already taken a young man, Mr. Nixon, to a place to go hunting, and it looks like, uh, from photos I've seen, Mr. Nixon and his family had a very great time. Also, I got the chance to interview my first kind of long-distance person, Mr. Sidney Smith from Utah, and Mr. Sidney Smith, he has actually, he lost both of his legs, and they were amputated below the knee. Now, that might be something that makes you think, oh, my God, poor Sidney. Oh man, don't feel bad for Sydney. Sydney is killing it. He is a hunter, an outdoorsman, a family man. He is also a triathlon athlete. He's getting ready to prepare for an Ironman. This man, and he's got a really cool mustache at the point that uh, makes my beard incomparable. I mean, Being able to sit down, talk to these two guys, after I got off the interview with them, I had to sit there and reflect on what we talked about and what these guys are trying to accomplish. Two good old boys. And when it comes to the outdoor and hunting community, you can't get better than a good old boy who says, hey, I want to take you out into the woods and in a stand and put you in front of an animal. So without further ado, here's my interview with Weston and Sydney. (laughs) All right, everybody, welcome to the Good Old Boy Podcast. On here, I got two gentlemen who are taking time out of their evening to call me in, uh, Mr. Weston Jenkins from Disabled Outdoorsman, and Mr. Sidney Smith. Guys, welcome to welcome
1: the- to the family. Hey, man, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Appreciate it. Thanks, you taking- Buster.
0: So, fellas, Disabled Outdoorsmen, what y'all are rocking and rolling. It seems like every time I'm on Facebook or Instagram, y'all are have something going on. Y'all are out hunting. Y'all have a charity event. Y'all are moving into stores. Y'all are, y'all are just blowing and going. Tell, tell me about it. How did this start? What did it come about? Weston, how did you and Sydney meet? And Sydney, I want to get a little background on you, Weston, a background on you. So guys, just let us know.
1: So Disabled Outdoorsman, I got the idea about two years ago. Uh, I was just leaving TJ's ranch. Him and I were hanging out. And TJ and I are, TJ's the one that will, he has muscular dish and uh him and I have been best friends my entire life. And uh one night I was just coming home from his house and uh the idea just popped in my head. Uh it's kinda weird how it happened, but the name literally is kind of like whispered into my ear. And so after that, I got home and I started researching some stuff about it and there wasn't an organization that kind of represented the disabled as a brand. There wasn't like one brand or one logo out there that kind of represented the community as a whole. So being around it my whole life, uh I kind of took it to heart and I wanted to change. I wanted to make it change. So that's when I got home and I just started designing the logo with my brother. And that's when we came up with what we had. And uh, right after that, I launched the Instagram and I started reaching out to people that I could find with hashtags and stuff like that. And then Sydney was actually one of the first disabled hunters that I came across. And uh, him and I started talking and then I'll let him, you know, kind of go into that. But yeah, that's kind of how it started, man. It's kind of weird. So <laughs> so, yeah, so
0: Sydney, you get a message from a guy on Instagram saying, Hey, do you want to go do you want to go hunting or what? what? What was that call like for you, man?
2: Well, at first, yeah, he just, you know, we connected and I thought the you know it was pretty cool that he showcases people with disabilities that uh or impairments and still want to get out there. And I thought, you know, that's, that's pretty sweet. Cause there's not very many of us. I, to, I, to my knowledge at first, until I started, you know, seeing all these connections through disabled outdoorsmen. And one time he, he messaged me and says, Hey, we'd love to get you down here. And I thought, Oh, you know, that's, he's just being a nice guy, you know, just to just being, you know, friendly. Cause you know, you, you say one thing, you just never know for sure. And then it wasn't, I don't know what was maybe a year later or less, that he says, Hey, I'm serious about having you come down here to Texas. And I'm thought, All right, man, let's let's do it. The next thing I know it, he books me a flight. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> so well,
0: that's that's awesome. So so Sydney, you you know, I've checked out you, I've got your bio here. I've checked out your Instagram man. Uh tell me about your your disability or what you know. Give me your story cuz man from what I'm seeing you don't have one really. <laughs> uh you are you are not a uh dude, you don't stay still.
2: <laughs> no, I I uh I don't know if it's a disease or what that keeps me going but uh um I mean, I I uh I guess to start off um you know, I was born with a disease uh, called Charcot-Marie-Tooth. Uh, it's a muscular dystrophy that uh, progressed over time that affected uh, the muscles in my body, specifically in my feet. And then over time, with uh, a bunch of surgeries trying to fix it, uh, they never could. And um, the doctor said, "Hey, we need to amputate." So um, about three years ago, they amputated my legs below the knee. And then um, from from that point on, I mean, it was a long journey. To get to where I am today, but uh, I received prosthetics, and um, I uh, do hunting's always been a passion. And now that I have prosthetics, I'm able to do more. Uh, that's kind of helped help me overcome some of the problems I had with my disease, and do things like hunting and hiking and and uh, being in the outdoors and triathlons. Um, that's kind of a newfound passion of mine. And and uh, as of right now, I'm still trying to stay active. I'm training for an Ironman and try to hunt at the same time and spend time with the kids, trying to balance my job all as much as I can.
0: Oh man, you, you look like you're doing a good job on that from my front, what I'm seeing. So, Thanks. so Weston, you say, you know, you invite Sydney down, uh, and I'm a fellow outdoorsman myself. I love hunting. I love fishing. You basically get me out anywhere in a blonde in a boat or you know, in a stand and I'm good to go for y'all when you're setting this up, you know, I pack a bag, I get my gun, I get my bow, I get my rods and reels and everything. And we're good to go. But for y'all, y'all, y'all have a different challenge ahead of y'all's or maybe an opportunity the way that some people would put it. How do you go about planning for that?
1: So, you know, uh, it really depends on the stability. You know, whenever TJ and I and Jeremy, we go hunting, you know, it's a process, but we know the process down to the needle, so we can do it very efficiently. But it really just depends with the disability. So with T, you know, we got to get if he's going hunting, we got to get the beach ball that blows up his arm, his right arm. We got to get the straps. We got to get the heaters for his hands. We got to get you know generator gas to keep the line warm. Uh, you know, with Sydney, since he's been hunting you know, his entire life as well, he kind of brought all the gear that he needed and. Uh, all, all Sydney asked me to bring was a bow, a bow block, so he could you know sight in his bow because he didn't know if the uh, if the plane was going to mess up the sighting of the bow. So Sydney was kind of maintenance, so that was that was nice. So <laughs> that's all. That's all did. But um, yeah, so it really just depends on the disability, you know. With little Nixon coming down here, we're fortunate enough to have his his parents down here with him, so uh, they can kind of they kind of know what he needs because they've been on a, a hunt with Make a Wish Foundation. So they just kind of asked us, you know, if we have the certain kind of caliber gun, which we do, and uh, that's what we're going to use with it. So, yeah, it really just depends. And you just got to kind of adapt to whatever disability it is.
0: So I, I want to come back and talk about uh, Nixon's hunt. That's something that I saw y'all are putting on together. Uh, and I want to I ask Sydney whenever. So where'd y'all go hunting at, uh, guys, whenever Sydney came in?
1: Yes, we, we went actually to TJ's. TJ and, and Period's ranch right. over there in Bernie, Texas, where Callie's wedding was.
0: Beautiful place.
2: Beautiful place.
0: So Sydney, was this your first hunt in Texas, or?
2: Oh yeah, first first hunt in Texas, first time hunting whitetail.
0: Oh man, what was, in Texas whitetail? So what was, what are you? What was that like for you? You, you get in, you, these guys pick you up from the airport, throw all the gear in the back. They take you out to burning. What, what, was that, what were you thinking about at that time with, when you started meeting Weston and the guys?
2: Well, I, it, it was going like a million miles an hour in my head because it was just, you know, everything was new. I mean, when, when I, once I landed, I was like, you know, I had, it was snowing in Utah. And I get to Texas and it was like, what, 75 degrees. And, you know, I had my coats and stuff and I'm like, well, I don't even know why I brought this stuff. Because 75
0: uh, in Texas is freezing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I guess. But by the time we got to the ranch, um, it was like, it was dark. And uh, as we got on the property, it's just, you know, all of a sudden right across the, the headlights was, uh, what would you say, Weston, Weston, like a 180 class buck? Yeah, at least 175, yeah. Yeah, and 50. so in in my experience of seeing deer, which is, you know, mule deer, they have big bodies they their rack, but you see this animal, and you see this huge rack on the side of an animal, and I was like, what the heck was that? So I was like, I didn't even look like a deer just because I'm not <laughs> used to something that big. And then uh, <clears throat> Weston told me, he says, yep you're going to be in for a surprise because there's some big deer on this place. Man, it's You know, it in
0: a way, I kind of like the idea that you showed up at night because you show up at night to one of these places. If you ever, you know, you go out hunting into a ranch or a facility or anything like this, public lane, you get there at night. Man, so you you probably, y'all probably, did y'all make a morning hunt, an evening hunt? What did y'all do? You woke up in the morning, sided up your bow and...
2: Well, you just kind of BS that, first night and uh, he showed me the trophy room that tj has done uh throughout his life and it is it is like i mean it's a lifetime times a hundred of what accomplishments most of us hunters can do and it's it's pretty amazing and we just kind of hung out shot shot some hoops um in our cowboy boots which is kind of fun and then uh um hit a few golf balls went to bed and uh, they said, you know, you know, make sure you look out the window because the view's amazing. And yeah, the next the next morning, it was just just a beautiful view. And I look out, and out there on the horizon were all these African exotics and giraffes and deer, and, and it was just beautiful. And we just kind of, you know, spent the day looking at the ranch a little bit, me and Weston. And then we decided to go uh, bass fishing, and that that was that was oh, yeah. that was exciting because oh, I.
0: Mate. Y'all got a cast and blast in then.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Weston's full of surprises for you.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Everything's big in Texas, even the bass. I would <laughs> I caught my biggest bass, you know, and I, I I lived on a lake that had bass, and I've never caught some bass that big.
0: Man, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, Weston, did y'all have a? And I've, I've been out to the property a couple of times. I've seen that trophy room that you're talking about. Uh, my two little boys who love deer and hunting and all that, they were just sat around with like, ooh, look, out, look at that one. Look at that one. Uh, when you're, did y'all have one set up y'all thought y'all were going to go look for? Or did, was it just let's go out there and, and see what we can find? How, how did that stock go? What, walk me through that, man.
1: Yeah, so the deer that I originally thought that we were going to harvest, um, TJ completely hit me with a blind side, too. So um, I, I had the deer in my mind that we were going to go for, and whenever Sydney walked off and he was kind of, you know, he was kind of stargazing at the, at the trophy room, uh, TJ came up to me. He's like, "I got a new deer for Sydney," and I was like, "Oh no, what's that mean?" And he's like, "You're not, you're not going to believe this deer that I saw chasing this doe." Because there was this one special doe that was in heat, and this deer was just, you know, he was just trying to chase her everywhere, and he just wasn't thinking. So he's like, that's the deer we're going to try to get. And it was probably, I wouldn't say double size, but it was a lot bigger than the one we were originally going for. So I didn't tell Sydney either. So we didn't tell him him the size of deer that we were going for because we didn't want to kind of, like, freak him out, you know. And so we go to bed that night and we wake up the next morning we do that we go fishing we go get Sydney's license and stuff and then we're getting ready for the hunt and uh we roll in there we roll into the the place that we're going to go hunting at and DJ's like Sydney that's it and you just see Sydney turn back at me his his jaw just on the on the floor <laughs> he's like <"No, laughs> you know that's the one and uh, but that's how we. That's how we picked it out. It was kind of. I was surprised too. I got hit out of left field. this too. You know, TJ's. It's <laughs> all full of surprises, man. That guy is something else. He's. You would never think he's in the position he's in if you just talked to him on the phone. You know, him and him and I talked probably three, four times a week. You know, just kind of catching up, seeing what we got into, seeing what we're doing. Uh, you would never think he's in the position he's in because he's always worried about someone else. You know, that's that's what's kind of special about TJ. So.
0: Yeah, I, I've met him a few times, and he's a, a, a hell of a gentleman. Uh oh, yeah. and I know, and from talking with Caleb, and uh, you know, man, just just really good people. So uh, if you hear that in the background, I think my wife's making a a smoothie or a shake or something. Hopefully, that, <laughs> that blender noise uh, calms no. down after a while. So, so Sydney, what did you think when you saw that? What? Let's just spoil. Well, when you saw the deer. What well, what was going through your mind?
2: Well, to, to back up, I I still was unaware of what was going on because as far as what the deer looked like or what you know what the kind of caliber of deer and details, I just had seen the one whitetail the first morning. Uh, uh, but we saw one in the distance as we we're pulling up, and he was in this, some tall grass, and I could just see his rack. I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's that is a giant buck." <laughs> and we came around the corner and we came in across a, a, herd, uh, a herd of deer and we saw the doe that he was, you know, was kind of walking around hot and bothered. And, and, uh, they, the TJ looked through him on the binoculars and I just was sitting there patiently. I'm like, what are they looking at? I could see a giant over there. I'm like, that's, that's insane just with the naked eye. And then, and then, uh, his caretaker, buddy, uh, um, uh, Jeremy he gave me the the binos and I looked through them and then he says that's your deer and I you know I just just got immediately got the butterflies in fact I was a little upset because like man that thing's huge now the pressure is just going to be so hard for me to not miss at this point so I got super excited and my first reaction is I punched Jeremy in the shoulder as hard as I could I was like shut up dude shut up that is not that that can't be happening this can't be real and uh sure enough that was the buck and and, uh yeah my heart my heart was just beating so fast and the butterflies were flowing
0: so so tell me about the shot man
2: (laughs) well we uh i i had a range we wanted to get within like 30 yards which is a lot to ask for but um I I had taken animals at 60 yards before, and I figured that was my range, and uh, when we got to a position, and he, he just kept moving around, and he was just so fixated on that doe, and the doe would kind of get booed a little bit, and then she'd go mm-hmm. feed somewhere, and then she'd move around, and so we try to time it perfectly to get in position, and there was one time he got within 60 yards, and I arranged him, and it's just, I just, just couldn't take the shot, I just. I wasn't used to an animals like the body compared to like an elk, uh, to be so much smaller. So I just, I didn't want to take the shot. So we finally, after a while, and he was starting to get tired too, just, just chasing that doe and, and moving around that he finally laid down. We got within, uh, 41 yards. And right when I ranged him, he stood up and, uh, um, TJ and Weston and his buddy, Kevin and, and, um, jeremy were just sitting right there kind of on my left shoulder or excuse me right shoulder and uh, i could hear jeremy whisper to me he goes all right if you feel comfortable to take him, take him." and as soon as he said that i just lightly squeezed that trigger and i could just see that the, the green the lime green knock almost going slow motion as it just went right there right on hit, his right in his vitals and it was just a smack and i could just hear everybody in the uh, next to me, just get all excited, and the next thing you know, he just rolled over about another sixty yards later. So it was a party after that. And how
0: big was it, man?
2: I, you know, I don't know the official tape measure yet, but I think what would we say, like, listen, Do you know? It, it's. It, let's just put it this way: this is the biggest buck hey, I've DJ, ever. <laughs>
1: It's bigger than the bigger than the biggest deer I've ever killed, and I live here. <laughs> no, but uh, TJ, TJ's keeping it. TJ's keeping it a surprise because we're actually getting it. Uh, we're getting it shoulder mounted for Sidman, so nice. we're we're gonna be shipping it up there to him, and then I think we're gonna have the score wrapped around the horns. So we're not going to tell them until it gets there. That's just how we do it in Texas. We like to keep Oh, you
2: guys are so cold. That's so cold.
0: <laughs> i tell you what, Sydney, I'm from Louisiana. And these Texas boys, whenever I started hunting down here, they, they are kind of cold. But, man, they are so good and nice. And, and I grew up hunting in, in Nash, Mississippi, in tall pines. And I'm talking about you wake up at 5. You get in a stand at 5, at five thirty six o'clock. You stay in until noon. You come in, you get a sandwich, maybe take a nap. You go back in the woods at one, and you're you're staying till dark. And for me growing up that way hunting, it was some hard hunting for maybe seeing a couple of does. If you, if you see like a little basket six, that's the one you shoot. You take it down to the local beer joint, and you're showing everybody, and you killed a monster. Well, I showed up <laughs> down here to Texas and started hunting in South Texas with Caleb and Blake and all those guys. First time I went hunting out here, and out walks this ginormous, and it must have been like, I think, a, like you said, like a one forty five a one fifty deer comes out, and I'm just like, oh man! And I'm with uh, Caleb's cousin Blake, and he goes, and he's pulling out his gun to shoot it. I'm like, dude, you're gonna get that trophy? And he goes, that's a cold button, dude. And I'm like, no, dude. So he takes that one, and at nine o'clock you know, we're waiting. He's like, let's see what else comes out. And I'm like, wait, we're, we're going to go for some more. He goes, yeah, well, you could probably get one. And I'm like, oh boy, don't tease me. So nine o'clock comes around and they're like, all right, time to go in. For what? And he looks at me and goes, breakfast. <laughs> I'm like, guys, well, this is completely different. But that afternoon they put me out in a stand and they brought me out and said, hey man, that's your deer right there. Go get him. And, I'll, and I'll, I was very kind of, I guess the way to I was very humbled that the fact that they were going to say, "Go ahead and and get that one." That's a good one to take. And and <laughs> and Weston, man, with what I see y'all are doing, I gotta say, outdoorsmen, hunters, fishermen, they are some of the best people in the world because oh, not yeah. only you know, not only do they want to share in it, but when they get a chance to take somebody new on or to take somebody who's never been hunting never been fishing never been outdoors and then for y'all and I kind of get choked up when I see the videos when they have like they take the little kids out who might have a disability or might be facing a challenge in their life and they get that first buck or they get that deer and it's I don't know somebody's cutting onions and I kind of start crying about it but it's it's just something about a hunter and an outdoorsman that's going to say you know what I don't care let's get you out there. And with y'all doing that, man, y'all have got a, a special little project coming up, or the next hunt that y'all are going to be doing, right?
1: Yeah, very, very special project. Um, one of my buddies actually reached out to me and he said, "Hey, have you heard the story of this kid named Nixon? Uh, he, had, he had an Instagram called Nixon Strong." And I was like, "No, nah, man, never heard of him." He's like, "Well, you should look him up." So I looked him up on Instagram, and you know, I was just blown away about you know how young he is and his attitude, and you know how supportive his parents are. And just how young he is and what he's going through. You know, not, no one his age and no one in general should have to go through what he's going through. And, um, you know, I kind of I made it my mission to get a hold of him. And so one of, this girl that I know actually lives in Utah and works with Nixon's dad. And so I got a hold of her. And I got a hold of the dad finally. I told him what we were doing. And I told him kind of the mission of what I wanted to do. And I didn't know how I was going to get him down here, but I knew I was going to get him down here. Um, I was going to do whatever it took. I was going to, you know, I started to go fund me and, um, you know, I was just pushing the go fund me, pushing the go fund me. I was like, y'all are going to come. Y'all are going to come down here for sure. hundred percent. And then, you know, grace of God, one of my fraternity brothers, dad's called me. He got wind of what I was doing. I think he saw the go fund me and he's like, Hey, I'm, this is what I'm going to do for you. He's like, I travel the world. I got a bunch of flight points. He's like, just go ahead and get all their information and shoot me their emails He's like, y'all are gonna come to my ranch, and y'all are gonna come out here, and I'm gonna pay for their. Fl- I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get all their flights. He's like, and y'all are gonna come out here to the ranch. Oh wow! So what I ended up doing with the GoFundMe money, I think we raised about twelve hundred bucks. Um, so I I got the dad's email. I got all his information. So <laughs> I just I just sent the dad the GoFundMe money, and I just said, hey, use this for you know whatever expense you know you got to use for Nick's treatment, you know, because that's probably, that's very, that's not cheap at all. You know, I'm sure. And, uh, I want money to be like the last thing they got to worry about. So, you know, 1200 bucks, is not too much, but you know, it can help a little bit. So that's what we ended up doing with the GoFundMe.
0: Oh, money. Yeah. that That's amazing. How old is Nixon?
1: So I think Nixon's seven to eight years old.
0: Okay. And, and what kind of hunter y'all going to take him on?
1: Yeah, so the ranch we're going on—it's a beautiful place. It's got about seven cabins on it, and uh, you know we're, they have the MLD tag out there. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get Nixon's got three little brothers as well, and we're bringing two guides, external guides, and then me and my buddy are gonna guide. And uh, Nixon's got three little brothers and the mom and dad, so there's six of them. So I'm gonna take one of the little brothers and go hunt, and they're all gonna—they're all gonna try to hunt whitetail. So we're gonna try to get Nixon nice. on a pretty. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to get Nixon on a pretty good white tail and then I'm going to try to guide his little brothers on a, on a uh uh what's it called? A white tail hunt uh coal buck.
0: Yeah. So, well man, that that is awesome to hear that y'all are doing that and and man, just good people. Good old boys doing something like that. Uh man, man I'll I- tell you what,
1: the hunting community is just it's one big family. You know, I got, I've had so many people DM me on Instagram, and they're just like, hey, come out to my ranch, or hey, come bring people out here, or, hey, we'll give you a really good discount. Like, I even had a guy in Africa, uh, he's like, hey, I'm a guide out here. I'm a safari guide. He's like, all y'all got to pay for is the flight and our, my guide fees for my guys, and I'll let y'all come out here, and y'all can do like a, fir- like a full safari. Oh, like man. Stuff. 10 day safari for like 90 90 percent off and i was like jesus you know it's just like we're we're just starting up and we're already getting invited to go to africa like it's kind of insane it it is
0: man the hunting community is is unbelievably supportive when it comes to when it comes to just reaching out and helping i don't know I mean, just personally, I know times where I've mentioned something to a buddy about, oh, I've never done that. I've never hunted there. I've never fished there. And next thing I know, they're like, all right, we're going. And it's yep. like, oh, great. Everything's lined up. And at the same time, I've grabbed guys too and said, hey, we're going. Let's, you know, let's head out here. And people have never done something before. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get
2: it. So,
1: Yep. And uh, our next hunt we're working on, too, is down the line, September 16th. We're actually coming up there to Utah to see Sidman. Uh we, we know guy, we know a guy up there that's an elk guide. His name's Sean Ward. Same yeah. thing. He, he messaged me on Instagram. He's like, hey, it's like I take all these guys elk and you know it's kind of pressure on me because they're wondering where's the big bull? Where's this where's the bull? Like they expect so much. He's like, I just want you to bring someone up here that just is gonna it's gonna change their entire life. So I found the we found the perfect candidate, didn't we? Sid? they'll take now. Oh. Oh yeah
0: is that the countdown on your face on your website right now?
1: No Going the on? On the websites until the website drops.: Okay. So, I actually got one of my buddies up here that's working <laughs> designing the website, and uh yeah. it's a pretty it's because he can actually like make it by himself, but the way that, the way that I'm kind of wanting it to be is why it's taking so long just because it's to be. It's gonna be something special. So.
0: That's that's great, man. That's great. So Sydney, what's hunting like in Utah? I know uh I've hunted Mississippi, I've hunted Louisiana, uh I've hunted Texas, kind of stayed around those areas because well they're close. Uh, but man, Utah, it's it's not as flat or around here, correct like here, correct?
2: Oh no, it's like when I landed in Texas, it's like, well, where's the mountains at? <laughs> but uh no, it's uh it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to see uh Weston's reaction to see some of this country. Cause it's, it's uh it's beautiful. You know, I, I, uh, I love Utah cause you got dark timber and, and, and huge peaks and desert and snow and glaciers. And, you know, it's, it's just some amazing country and the, what these animals can live in, you know, the the elk, the moose, the, the rams, the goats, the, the mule deer, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. And so I hope. I hope you get, a, uh, you get a chance to see it because it just, it just feels like it's, you know, you're going back in time almost like in the wild, wild west because it's just so remote and out in the middle of nowhere. So it be so,
0: fun. And, Sydney, with your prosthetics, are you doing a lot of walking through there? Or are you equipped for, like, the terrain? Or are you on uh, – I saw a picture of you on a horse on one. Uh, you know, how, how do you navigate the terrain? Uh,
2: it just depends it just depends like it if
1: I think you've got a pro zone a little
2: bit a hunt, I'm going and really getting into some of the back hunting so I uh sometimes I'll take a mountain bike um and then to a trail and then I'll go h- hiking deeper but with my prosthetics I uh you know it's taken a while but uh, I've got to the point where I can I can you know hike you know 10-12 miles a day and, and and get into the backwoods and and then, you know, just kind of camp out of a sleeping bag and then, um, you know, and then sometimes I'll, uh, some days I'll, um, you know, take a, you know, have a four wheel or something like that to a different spot, but yeah, pros- my prosthetics, I've, I've been blessed with, uh, they, they, they're doing pretty well and, and, uh, I can get where I need to go.
0: Well, that's great, man. What's your, uh, what's your favorite thing to hunt up there in Utah? I mean, Probably, what comes second to Texas whitetails now?
2: <laughs> um, that's a tough one. It's it's a magical debate because uh, I grew up hunting mule deer, and they just have a special place in my heart. But my wife, uh, she, whenever I ask her if I can, you know, can I take this weekend off for a mule deer hunt, she gets a little hesitant because the mule deer meat's not as good as the elk meat. So if I ask her, hey, can I go hunt some elk on this weekend, she's very uh excited for me to go however if i don't come back with an elk she gets disappointed and that is very humiliating when your wife says what's wrong with you you can't kill an elk so uh lately lately elk has been my favorite because they they are delicious for one and two there's just a lot of adrenaline when a bugle is in your face uh when you reach a bull that's in his uh, uh peak rut and it's uh it's intense it's intense
0: so so what's your dream hunt man
2: my dream hunt oh man i i've i've always uh, been fascinated with, with like uh you know alaska and bear and stuff like that but really if i could pick a dream hunt uh is is to be to bring it back to the beginning and and uh uh go on a deer hunt with my grandpa who's who's passed away and my dad and uh, we just rode horses you know from sun up to sundown in the you know in the in the wilderness. And, uh, those were the memories that got me hooked on hunting to where it's like a, something that's on my mind. And because of my grandpa, you know, and, and, and even, even though we didn't kill things every year, it was, it was just the best, best time of my life.
0: That's that's amazing, man. And, And, and Weston, man, what about you? How did, how did you get into the outdoors lifestyle? I mean, was it, you know, family or did you come into it later or
1: Man, so I was I was born in San Antonio, Texas, so, you know, growing up, I was kind of like a little punk skater boy all the way from third, <laughs> all the way from uh, kindergarten to third grade, and, uh, you know, one day my mom came inside, and she was like, hey, we're moving to Medina, Texas, and I said, Medina who?
2: <laughs> Funky coma?
1: I, uh, <laughs> I said, Medina who? You know, I had no idea, so, you know, I was I was so upset, you know, leaving all my friends and leaving the skateboard world. But I move up to this town in Medina, and I was like, well, I, got, I can't skate. I can't do nothing. And TJ actually lived up there as well. So, you know, I started going over to TJ's all the time. We started hunting, and we started fishing, and that was the beginning of an end, man. That's, I got hooked on it. And, you know, TJ, he's been with me since I've been, you know, shot my first deer. You know, I, I hunted with Uncle uncle's trip, which is trip. Uh, TJ's dad, he's the first one I shot my deer with. So, honestly, TJ is the one that got me so hooked on it. You know, so that, that's kind of why I think that I was like meant to do Disabled outdoorsmen is to not only share TJ's story, but, you know, Sydney's story and everybody else's story is disabled that refuses to give up in the outdoors. You know, you know, something else is really cool is I was talking to Academy and uh, they want us on their website for Disabled Outdoorsman.
0: That is awesome. That, that's great, man.
2: Wow. I mean, I tell you that's it or no? No, dude, that's insane. That's so good.
1: Yeah, I kind of, I, I pitched them the idea and I, I told him how, you know, the community of the disabled is growing and, you know, whenever you're, whenever you're supporting disabled outdoorsmen, you're not only supporting our brand, but you're supporting, you know, anyone that you know that's disabled in the outdoors. And, you know, what we do on the back of our shirts is we put real disabled outdoorsmen on the back of them. So the first one we had was a guy Ty Hockett, and the second the second edition we're releasing is going to be Sydney on the back, and then the third, the final three is going to be TJ. So TJ is going to be on the on the third shirt. So going forward, it's there. Are, everyone on the back of the shirt is going to either be like a slogan or a real individual. So, oh man, that's
0: that that's really great, and for what y'all are doing, because I got to be honest, man, uh. Nowadays in the outdoor community and the hunting community and even fishing for a while, you know, with the rise of YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and all this stuff, you've got everybody left and right starting a pro staff or, you know, the, you know, drop killer time outdoors and this, and man, it's, it just seems like a lot. I had a buddy of mine in the cooler business and I did some website work for him and man, every day there was like 30 emails that would come through saying like, hey, I'm so-and-so from this outdoorsman. How about sponsoring us with an ice chest and doing that? And, and I started looking at some of these guys, and I'm like, man, y'all got like 100 followers, and it's y'all just no videos of hunting, just standing around, you know, face painted up and everything. And, and I got to say, man, I, for me, I was like, it's a lot of bullshit going out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and okay. It seems like everybody's in it to just get free product, you know, like, Hey, get this and get that and everything. And the thing that I see that y'all are doing different is man, y'all have grown this movement organically. Y'all have, it's about the people that y'all are doing this for and everything else is like a byproduct of it, which is the right way to do it. You know, y'all are providing a service. Y'all are providing, uh, information that hey even if you are disabled and you do want to go out into the woods you can you want to go hunting we can help you with that you don't have to it's not just something for certain people it's anybody wants to go we're going we're going to take you we'll get you out there we'll get you on a deer we'll get you on a buck uh you know a hog or whatever and and, man kudos to y'all for that yeah Um,
1: man and i'll tell you this buster it's you know A lot of people, you know, it's hunting and fishing outdoors, of course. But, you know, some people, you know, they're not necessarily the hunter or the the fisherman, but man, you know, they like to either hike or go camping or they like to, you know, just go walk on a trail. You know, the outdoors in general is just a big therapy. It's a therapy for me, you know, like when I have a hardship going on or I have something going on, I'll go fishing or I'll go hunting. You know, it's just like a therapy. And what I found out is people with disabilities, you know, that's what they use. That's what they kind of use it for. It's like their gateway. So, you know, I, don't, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing when I started it up. You know, I had no idea, but I was just following the passion and the voice in my head. they tell me to keep going. So I just kept on doing it. Well, man,
0: I, I really hope you do keep, keep it up and keep going. And like you said, it is therapy. It's, it's the best therapy we can have nowadays. Cause, uh, it's funny when I talk to a lot of guys when they're out hunting or out in the woods or something, I asked, I was like, what do you do when you're there? And it's reflect, pray. A lot of guys carry a Bible in there, uh, in their backpack or they have it on their phone or, and it's really a great form of therapy, getting in nature, get your, get away from everything else, clear your head and just, focus on something else so uh, I mean I know that's what it is for me too so so
2: well it's uh you know you think about somebody that has a disability I mean it's obviously a challenge they deal with every day of their life and you know some days I have bad days and I think about my feet you know how it'd be easier if I had this you know or around um, or the, you know, some pain that I have in my prosthetics and, and, you know, lots of, lots of people that, you know, they, you know, with disabilities, they struggle on a regular basis, but if they're out doing something like, you know, hunting or, or doing something, what disabled outdoorsman represents, I guarantee you, they're not going to be thinking about some of their problems. And I think that's, what's awesome about a program like this is it, it, it gets them into something that they can help with their confidence that will help, uh, you know, forget about their problems for that moment.
0: That's, that's a great point. Sydney, that's man, guys, y'all, y'all are blowing me away right now. Uh, just hearing this and, you know, Sydney, from your standpoint, Weston, from your view of what you're trying to accomplish with this guys, it's, I think it's going to be big. It's going to be a movement that y'all are gonna that soon you know this thing can go it's worldwide it's something that happens in every country in the world it is it's a universal language you know it's also rites of passage and you know for for like young nixon um sure he you said he went on a hunt already, but man to, to experience a hunt oh different hunts and different places with different people is something you share and you grow as an individual oh, that man y'all are y'all got me internally reflecting very very much so that and uh Sydney, your mustache is kind of you know intimidating me a little bit, man. what's up with the okay, what's up with that
2: uh it's uh i I usually grow a beard and uh i someone challenged me to grow the mustache, and my wife my wife hates it, and so I turn around and got some mustache wax now, so now I'm curling it. So. Now you're, plotting,
0: <laughs> you're plotting your evil plot yeah. <laughs> how do we go hunting next time
2: <laughs> excellent
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been rocking a beard for about 10 years and I usually keep it short and every once in a while I get let it grow really long and my wife just hates it and every once I wait till she starts she complains a little bit and then stops <laughs> and then I'm like all right now I'll trim it up so but man yeah. I like it you should keep it that's uh, Weston, man, you need that on the, on the back of the shirt. You need to have like on the face to have a little bit of a mustache coming out for him. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'll be so, at
2: Huckleberry.
0: There you, dude, you, you do have, that's it. That's what it is that you're uh reminding me of right now. A little Val Kilmer. Yeah. So know, Doc Holliday, man. Uh, you, you need to bring that out for, uh, Halloween. Try.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, fellas, hey, I want to be respectful of your time. I know y'all have got family, and y'all have got a lot of other things that to do. Before we end this, uh, I want to give y'all each a chance. Uh, Weston and Sydney, guys, tell everyone on the show, you know, how can they find y'all? How can they support you? What You know, how do they Instagram, Facebook, websites, you know, what you're trying to accomplish? Give, give us your, your closing your closing arguments, man, I guess.
1: <laughs> you got it, Sid.
2: Oh uh yeah, so uh if you want to find me personally, I um most of the stuff I do is on Instagram or Facebook. You can find me Sydney Smith. Um the only guy missing his legs. <laughs> uh Sydney Smith that I know of. Uh so that's one way. Um on Instagram my try handle is uh, try underscore no feet. <laughs> um and uh try spell tri and then uh for disabled outdoorsmen, go ahead uh, weston
1: yeah so disabled outdoorsmen, uh, our our instagram is disabled outdoorsmen usa our website is coming soon it's about six seven days out that's going to just be www.disabledoutdoorsmen.com. it's going to have tabs of our hunters it's going to be future hunters it's going to have pictures of everything we have going on Future and past videos, and we also have a YouTube, uh, Disabled Outdoorsman that Sydney Smith is on, and Nixon's videos are going to be on there once we get and correlate all his videos. And we have a shop, a Shopify, with our uh, gear that you can go buy and support. And we use the proceeds not only to buy more uh, material and more shirts to support the Disabled Outdoorsman, but to also use the money to bring individuals such as Sydney down and yeah that's how you can find us and we know we hope everyone can hop on board with us to make a difference one day at a time because that's what disabled outdoorsman here to do and we want everybody on board that wants to help out so
0: well fellas once again what y'all are doing is awesome weston man go get it because you got this you're, you're gonna bring this moving about i hope one day that uh if i'm ever around y'all area man we can all sit down and 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 drink a beer or you know maybe even go on a hunt together that'd be pretty awesome uh sydney man i'm gonna come to utah one time because it sounds amazing out there uh and and good luck in your training and and good luck in training for your triathlon man that's you gotta come do the one down here in galveston that's a that's a big one man that'd be a fun one to have you down here it's real flat
1: (laughs) okay so hey Hey, Sydney, give me a call about your triathlon. We're going to sponsor you, too.
2: Look out. Oh, snap, dude.
0: (laughs) Look out. These guys. Y'all are awesome, man. Y'all are awesome. Well, fellas, hey, buddies. Thank y'all for uh, coming on the show. I'm going to drop this. I think it's going to be a big hit. Uh, Congratulations on all y'all's success. Keep going. And, you know, one good old boy to two more good old boys. Thank you for what y'all are doing in this community.
2: Absolutely.
0: Thanks, Buster. All right, everybody. That was my interview with Sydney and Weston. Uh, man, if you can go follow them, give them the support. These are good old boys doing good work. Uh, go cheer on Sydney as he's getting ready to train and run his triathlon, and go follow Weston and give him his support for what he's doing. Uh, once again, guys, thank y'all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you can, please go like subscribe share this get the word out i'm seeing the subscribers are gaining and i really appreciate that once again when i run into you guys out and uh when i'm running around town and i see y'all, and y'all say hey when's the next one dropping i really appreciate it because that tells me y'all are listening and what i'm doing is maybe hopefully entertaining educating and getting a little bit of fun out there for y'all if you know a good old boy that you think we should talk to please send him my way get a message I've got a couple of people lined up, getting ready to come out. And also, uh, second weekend in March, we're taking this on the road again uh, to back to Natchez, Mississippi, to Daddy's Place. Uh, something really cool that's going to be coming out of uh, that trip for an episode and possibly more than likely a whole video production. But I'm going to keep that under wraps for now. Until then, y'all, once again, thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. Say hi to your mom and them.